Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, and a very good night. I hope y'all have had a good one. Welcome back to Southern Sleep Stories. I'm Brandon, and I'll be your guide into some great sleep. What I'll do in this show to help you sleep is to start off by setting the stage for your night's sleep, give you some relaxation techniques. Then I'll read a select amount of chapters from an old book and my normal southern accent. And finally, let the sleep sounds slowly fade to silence. Any ads or sponsorships that will support the show will play only after the intro and before the relaxation begins. This will help ensure there are no interruptions in your sleep. If you're a fan of true crime and would like to check out my other show, look up Music City 911 on any podcast app or YouTube. Let's make sure you're all set up for a great night's sleep. If you're listening on YouTube or a podcast app, turn off the setting for autoplay so you won't be woke by other sounds once the episode is over. Set the temperature in your house to the most comfortable for you. If you like sleeping with a fan on, turn it to your most desirable setting. Turn all your lights out. Turn your TV off. Make sure your room and surroundings are as silent as you can make them. Now crawl into bed. Make sure you're using your covers and pillow in the most comfy way possible. Now to start. Rid yourself of all your thoughts from the day. Anything bad or good that you have had happen during the day Let those fade away and instead concentrate only on these relaxation instructions. If you still have thoughts in your head, repeat slowly over and over for 10 seconds. Don't think. Don't think. Don't think. Now close your eyes 
take a breath in and slowly exhale. Let those previous thoughts leave your body as you exhale. Imagine yourself in the most calming and serene environment possible. Calm your body. Relax every part. I want you to start shutting down each part of your body from top to bottom. The top of your head and your forehead. Relax those muscles. Let yourself feel them change from tense to relaxed. Relax your eyes. Do the same with your cheeks. Feel them fall as the tension leaves them. Now relax your jaw. Let your teeth slightly separate as you do this. Now let your shoulders drop as low as possible. And while doing that, let your arms, hands, and fingers all relax and loosen. Take another breath and think about your chest calming as you exhale slowly. Now relax your stomach, your legs, your knees, and your feet, all the way down to your toes. This episode will continue reading from The Mighty Deep by Agnes Jaburn. Chapter 3 Earth's Vast Ocean. In these days, we know the ocean as one vast whole. Not like our early forefathers, standing on the brink to gaze with awe stricken eyes into mysterious distances and to speculate upon the unknown. Minor oceans do exist. Certainly, we had the Atlantic, North, and South, the Pacific, North, and South, the Arctic, the Antarctic, and the Indian. Yet for us, there is but one great worldwide ocean encircling the Earth, every part being in connection with every other part. A drop of water, which today floats in southern seas, may, months or years hence, have found its way by currents into the far north. A speck of ice, at this moment, fast in the rigid embrace of polar berg or flow, may, months or years hence, be washing to and fro and tropical waters. A much greater area of water than of land is found upon the Earth's surface. So vast is the amount of the former that, if the whole had to be put in separate vessels, each vessel being one cubic mile in size, the number of such vessels required would amount to no less 
than 335 millions. This very large order speaks for itself. The outer crust of our Earth, taking land and sea together, may be divided into three distinct parts. Like most subdivisions in nature, the one is often found to glide by gentle stages into another. We have first land rising above the sea level and consisting of plains, undulations, hills, mountains. It covers altogether less than one-third of the Earth's surface and it is called the continental area though islands as well as continents belong to it. We have, secondly, the ocean floor under deeper parts of the ocean, that which lies beyond a depth of about two miles. The division has been described as the Great Submerged Plain, and it compromises about one-half of the Earth's surface. It is known as the abysmal area. We have, thirdly, a middle region, which may be spoken of as a kind of borderland under the sea, connecting the dry land with the greater ocean depths. It amounts to about one-sixth of the Earth's surface, and it has been named the transitional area. By connecting the two, I do not mean that it must always be between the two. It does very generally so lie, but there are exceptions. Some deeper portions of the sea are close to land, and some parts of the transitional area are found far out to sea. The meaning of the word continental needs no explanation and the very word abysmal carries its own sense. More, however, will be said in future chapters about those reaches of ocean known as the transitional area. A curious law seems to have been governed by grouping of land and water. Putting aside innumerable small islands Scattered about, we find that the great mass of land clusters towards and round the North Pole, with a water and ice-filled hollow for its center. While on the contrary, the greater mass of water may be said to cluster towards and round the South Pole, with, so far as we can conjecture, a large extent of land for its center. The conditions of north and south thus seem to be exactly reversed. Not long ago, it was believed that the ocean's floor might be a fairly close imitation of that which we see on land. The differences, however, have been found to be greater than was expected. Perhaps it was not surprising when one thinks of the immense leveling power of water 
that must be a firm make of rock which can permanently resist the effect of sea waves breaking upon or near the shore and even deeper down where waves are not and currents may be slow some movement must still exist since the ocean is nowhere quite stagnant such movements no matter how gentle would tend to shift all loose and soft substances the ocean bed is held to be generally flat though with gradual slopes here and there leading up or down to higher or lower levels many submarine mountains rear their heads sometimes near the surface sometimes above it in these places high mountain ridges run for a long distance below the sea with profound depths on either side and these again often show their peaks forming groups of islands broad reaches of the ocean are between two and three miles deep and here and there spots are found where the sounding line goes sheer down three four five even six miles before touching bottom these greater depressions have been named deeps at least 15 of them are known in the Atlantic and 24 in the Pacific many of the latter lying close to islands some are long in shape some short some are broad some narrow one of the most profound and almost the only one known to exceed 5,000 fathoms lies towards the southeast of the friendly islands a depth there has been found 535 beyond five geographical miles and five geographical miles are equal to almost six of our common miles for a good while the notion was entertained that probably the loftiest mountain peak on land and the deepest depth in the ocean would about match one another reckoned from the sea level but this particular deep in the pacific sinks 2,000 feet lower than the topmost peak on earth rises mount everest in the himalayas is 29,000 feet high and this ocean depth is about 31,000 feet deep only one other equal to it has yet been discovered no abyss divides england and france the silver streak though sufficient for purposes of defense is comparatively shallow all west europe indeed rises from a plateau reaching from norway into the atlantic and no part of which is the water more than 600 feet in depth the transitional area in this case makes a true stepping stone or ledge between dry land and ocean's abyss but another great plateau in the atlantic which may be called the backbone of that ocean 
is far from land, running roughly from north to south. It follows the outline of the eastern and western shores and rises often to within a mile and a half of the surface on either side of the backbone, which seems to be largely volcanic, is a deep trough lying north and south and varying in depth from two to four miles. This plateau unites Europe with Iceland and it forms a bond between the islands of the Azores, Ascension, and Tristan da Cunha. If by any means the whole ocean surface could be lowered 600 feet, remarkable results would be seen. At once, the British Isles would cease to be islands. They would become a part of the continent of Europe. Joined thereto by dry land, the Hebrides, the Orkneys, the Shetlands would share in this change. The continents of Asia and North America would be united at the Bering Straits. Ceylon would find itself part of India. Papua and Tasmania would be one with Australia. And all places hitherto on the coast of different countries would find themselves 600 feet above the sea. Such a change in position of the British Isles, transforming them into a continental country, would mean far-reaching consequences to ourselves as a people. One such consequence may be briefly given in the words of a recent newspaper article. Dry up the Atlantic to the 100 fathom line and in six months we should bear the load of conscription as cheerfully and more efficiently than any nation in Europe. Suppose that another great fall in the ocean surface could follow, not this time to 600 feet, but to 3,000 feet below its present level. The resulting alterations would still be more sweeping. Not only Iceland and the Faroe Islands, but Greenland also, and not only Greenland, but the continent of North America itself would become one with the continent of Europe, no longer cut off from the old world. A word as to measurements, two kinds of miles have been mentioned. There is the ordinary statute mile used in common conversation which is 880 fathoms or 1,760 yards in length. There is also the geographical or nautical mile, the knot of our Navy, which is 1,013 fathoms or 2,026 yards in length. The difference between the two is not far from one-eighth of a statute mile. Roughly seven miles are equal to six knots. A fathom is six feet or two yards. 